You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon has been in the film room for the last <laughs> day watching some cornerbacks, and he has emerged. Landon, how you doing, sir? Good. Uh, you know, it's, again, it's always interesting to kind of get caught up at this end of the, the process and then to, to hear uh, pe- other people talk. I was listening to – I was watching some uh, of – the uh, Vanderbilt cornerback, or the, sorry, the Kentucky cornerback. Uh, we, were, we were one of the guys, Lonnie Johnsons, that we were looking at. And as I was listening to the draft show, they started talking about the other cornerback who kept on catching my eye on the Kentucky team. So it's it's interesting now because like I'm kind of getting through some of these you know mid or middle round guys now. Uh, and while I guess the rest of draft Twitter is kind of finishing up their late round, fifth, sixth, seventh round guys. So uh, it feels like I'm constantly playing catch-up. Eh, that's okay. I feel like you're, you're playing catch-up all the way up until the draft anyway. Nobody nobody really feels like they have this class completely done. So uh, we're okay. We're doing fine. And then it gets uh, just blown up on draft day anyway. So what's, you know, what's right, the point? Right. <laughs> and then once the, once the Cowboys don't pick the guys that we studied, we have to go back and rewatch these other guys anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Um, let's go ahead and talk about three cornerbacks that I think the Cowboys at least have a moderate amount of interest in. Uh, I know one they have a lot of interest in, and we'll get to him in a second. Uh, but the three cornerbacks we're going to talk about today are Joe Juan Williams from Vanderbilt, Isaiah Johnson from Houston, and Lonnie Johnson Jr. from Kentucky. And let's go ahead and start with Joe Juan Williams from Vanderbilt. Um, Lena, I'll just let you kind of go first. Give me your notes on Joe Juan. Well, I, I think Joe Wan was my favorite one of these guys. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting kind of looking at these guys in threes because it's hard not to compare them to each other. And I'm sure that's kind of what's going on that's, in draft rooms too. Right. So, well, that's why we're doing this, yeah. right? That's why we're taking all these probably day two cornerbacks and looking at them. You know, the, all these guys kind of have uh, are, are extraordinarily tall and large. I mean, uh, Joe Wan is tall, long. Leggy Richard type, some muscle in his arms mm-hmm. too, so he's a little more filled out than maybe these other guys. It feels like um, good hip flip, uh, savvy, knows how to hold subtly in route, uh, very comfy as a boundary yeah. co- cover one, cover three corner, lines up right up on your nose, loves to play press bail as needed, uh, great at flipping his hips and running stride for stride with receiver up the sideline, which, you know, it's funny because I, I put that note in there and then I go back and I check his athleticism and it's like the 40-yard dash is extremely slow. Uh, but it you know it's sh- and it shows up like you see it like there's times when he gets beat deep for sure like yeah he can get burnt mm-hmm. but but i i still feel like you know f- i i i feel like after doing him and then going back afterwards and kind of checking the consensus on him i, I feel like the speed issue is overblown just based on the way he plays cuz he plays so naturally he moves so naturally and that's the thing that's interesting to me is that the other these other two guys are much better athletes than he is on as far as numbers go 
but I don't know that they play it necessarily. I think Joe Joan Williams moves better despite being bigger. I think he looks more comfortable moving. Um, he just he just, he moves like a, like an athlete in, in a way. You know, I think when you get to that fifth gear, that's when he's going to struggle. But I think that as far as moving around and being athletic. Uh, I, I think in, in improving, you know, and, and, and making plays and the stuff. I, I think he can. I think he can do that. He's good at playing the ball. Uh, gets his hands on the ball late in, in the play. Often, even if it's not like a, a straightforward pass deflection where he's knocking the ball loose, he's good at getting his hands in between the the uh, the, the receiver and the ball and, and getting it out last minute. Um, uh, he you know he does he needs to be better uh, finding the ball in the air at times downfield when he when even when he is running from stride to stride he needs to be a bit better at being physical uh, down the field especially at his size uh, I, I feel like he mm-hmm. he can be susceptible to uh, wide receivers pushing off from him pushing off of him which you know is illegal but I mean it's still gonna happen dude so you got to deal with it um, and, and and like I said speed may limit his role in the NFL. Uh, I think that that may it may affect obviously where he, how he gets where he gets drafted and what teams he goes to, but uh, in our system where he plays a lot of cover three and one and, and cover two looks, I, I think he should find a good home. I, I think this is a a good fit for a Chris Richard uh, guy. Yeah, and I think you nailed the evaluation right there. I'm just going to kind of provide some more context to his uh, numbers because at the pro or sorry, excuse me, at the combine, all he did was run the 40 yard dash and he ran a 464. Uh, at the pro day, it ran a 455. So if you kind of split the difference, oh, I didn't know that. 460. Wow. Yeah. That, that sounds about right. Yeah, that looks right for him. Okay. Um, and just some other numbers, just to kind of clear things, some things up. Six nine two three cone, four oh seven twenty yard shuttle. Uh, those are good times, especially for a guy of his size, thirty six inch vertical. Um, I think he's an explosive athlete, but he's just not. He doesn't have a lot of long speed. So yeah, that's where those, those where numbers you, really at like play. Like I didn't know about those pro day numbers, yep. or at least that was the first time hearing of it. And that seems to that really I like hearing that because that's one of those things where that confirms what I see. I think he he looks yeah. like a guy, a big guy that moves well in short areas. When he has to open it up with you know with track guys, he can't keep up all the way down the field, but he can keep up for the first you know twenty thirty yards. Right. Um, on 3sigmaathlete.com, he tested it about the 68th percentile. Uh, for a guy of his size, that's fine. Yeah. We're, we're just looking for a guy that's a little bit above an average athlete. Um, I know this part's always hard, but kind of what round or what area in the draft would you feel comfortable taking Joe Wan? Because I kind of know what I think. I, I, I mean, I would prefer to take him at 90, I think. Um, yeah, that's, I, I feel like he's somebody that should go around pick... 75 or so yeah that's my concern with him is that yeah exactly i i would i don't don't really know about numbers you know because i I don't know the the class as full as 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 some other people do just kind of like in generally yeah but probably at 75 i agree like i feel like he's between 58 and 90s where he will go or probably should go hopefully he won't go and we'll get him at 90 and I th- certainly think that's a guy that the Cowboys are going to keep an eye on. It-, it wouldn't shock me at all, too, if let's say they go defensive line in you know at pick 58. If they see Joe Wan falling to pick 75, 80, it wouldn't shock me at all if the Cowboys try to move up and grab that guy because I think he does project as a starting cornerback in the NFL, and it's just it's hard to find those type of guys uh, uh, yeah, very I, often. I mean, I will put this, too. I forgot to add this in my thing, but, uh, I mean, 
30, 30 plus games of experience versus number one wide receivers in the SEC is it, yeah, that's that's incredible. Great. And 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 you know he, he doesn't have and he only started really like producing on the ball his his senior or his junior year his last year. But I, I mean, this is a guy that I mean, since he came into college football, has been I you know I, I didn't see any of his freshman tape, but considering how this guy plays and the fact that he plays at Vanderbilt, which is my mom's alma mater, by the way, right. uh, they they do not have a football team really. I mean, they're 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 you know the the smart kids of the SEC, so they're they're right. te- they always only usually have one or two players. I guarantee you, this guy's been facing every uh, one of the best SEC wide receiver team uh, wide receivers of each team that they play every year. So he's got really good deep experience, and I think it shows in his game. Did you watch the old Miss game against that's Vanderbilt? The, that's one of the ones I watched. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I thought he played well in that game. I thought Bob. he played fantastic. I mean, it was impressive to watch. I mean, that's that's what was so impressive is I think Ole Miss like they they've got three guys who all you know I, I think are NFL wide receivers, right? Probably and, starting receivers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think he showed up against each one of them at different points. Now mm-hmm. he got, I think the Antonio uh, AJ Brown got him once. Uh, down the field uh, uh, at some point, but I think outside of that, he held his own against Lodge, against uh, Brown, uh, and, and certainly and certainly against Metcalf. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I think he 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 really did well, and it showed a variety of skill set there. It was really impressive in that game. One of the things you want to see from cornerbacks is you just want to see improvement from year to year. Uh, looking at Pro Football Focus's data on him, his passer rating against. Uh, as a as a sophomore, 92. As a junior, 87. And then as a senior, 67. 11 pass deflections in 2018. Just that steady improvement every single year. That's uh, that's good. You're seeing a, an ascending player. So uh, we both like Joan Williams. Let's move on to a guy that I know for a fact that Cowboys have a lot of interest in. And that's Isaiah Johnson from Houston. Uh, Landon, what did you see in Johnson's film? Well... I wasn't as excited about Johnson as I thought it was going to be. Um, I, again, great height, weight, weight, speed. I mean, this was the more athlete version. I mean, this guy is a freak athlete, clearly. I mean, you can see it. Uh, you know, he, he, there are plays that he makes. Uh, you know, honestly, though, often when he makes a mistake or when mm-hmm. uh, something happens in his technique and he lets a guy get past him, that he's able to make an explosive play to make up the ground and 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 cover it up, which is incredible to watch. And he's an incredible athlete. Uh, but you know, the other way of preventing that is just to not to give up the play originally. Uh, and and I think in you know. Kind of setting, in the same way that I talked about how Lonnie Johnson, I feel like, is the mixture of Joe Juan Williams and Isaiah Johnson. To me, Joe Juan is a guy who is big but smooth. Like, I mean, he mm-hmm. looks comfortable moving around, as, like I said, in his skin as an athlete. Isaiah Johnson, to me, like when he is. When he is in rehearsed movements, i.e., like when he's you know going up the shuffling up the field in cover one, or you know when he's doing things that I feel like he's done a a lot of in practice, I I think he looks incredibly athletic, and all that athleticism shows. When he's when he's asked to do things outside of like what he has rehearsed in practice like you know oh now you got to change directions oh the ball got spilled out this way uh, oh now you got a pursuit here he doesn't look like he 
one hundred percent trust it, himself. Like, or yeah, it looks like he's, he's overthinking everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and, and I, it's not hard to see why though, because he's a former receiver that's really still learning this position. So I, that, I get that. Yeah, he doesn't. Like, I guess my point there is, and I and so my my question, I guess, is like, is how do I phrase this? How much of that is like natural? Like when you put some of these guys onto f- switching yeah. from wide offense to defense, like especially on defense, especially going that direction, like that mentality that that has to come like a well, cert- natural. You know, I don't I, know that I, it's natural to this guy. I, I think where that shows up is in tackling. It, yes, you can, it, yeah, you, well, he looks that's like a receiver trying mean. to tackle. Yeah, and, and well, he looks like a receiver trying to do to play cornerback in general. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like receivers are look even more athletic in their own positions when they're running precise routes where they practice the timing of their footwork over and over and over again. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. and and that's what he looks like as a cornerback. He looks like a guy like when he's backpedaling, when he's side shuffle side shuffling or whatever you want to call that cover one technique where they're back to the sideline. You know, I, it's side saddle or whatever. You know, he looks comfortable doing that when he's cutting back up to break on the ball he looks comfortable doing that when he's asked to move out like horizontal to the line of scrimmage when in those either any of those positions he looks like a a, a baby deer you know like it it just he he loses all that athleticism he looks timid he doesn't look like he, he knows what he's doing so i think that it's one of those things where He's experienced at this point because that's the thing. He's played just as many games in college football as Joan did, if I'm not mistaken. Like he's oh, played yeah. something yeah. like thirty plus games in, in college well, he football. Played, he played like six hundred more snaps than Lonnie Johnson, who we're going to talk about in a second. Well, he played. Uh, just checking now, he played twenty two games as a cornerback. You know, he played all th- all four years of college. Uh, he played as a wide receiver up front in the last two years as a cornerback, but it doesn't feel like he's developed there you know like it feels like he's still very much a raw athlete wide receiver trying to fit in as a cornerback it reminds me of what was that dude's name teddy uh teddy williams teddy williams he he kind of like looks like teddy williams at times where you're watching him and it's like like what like what do you do you understand like you go (laughs) go dude (laughs) like you know it's like go like so the defensive guys like especially at this level that especially coming into the nfl like they have a kill mentality. Like it's like they're like maybe they're not hustling every play, but but they know what they're doing. And when they want to hustle, they know they don't forget to to pursue the ball. Like it's because they're exhausted and they are trying to take a break. I feel like this guy watches sometimes. Like he's like he's not participating. Yeah, I, which is I, an I offense struggle. thing, right? Like that's that's yeah. like that's a wide receiver thing. Like you're watching the the ball run away to the other side, and maybe you're not like involved in blocking. Like that's what I feel like he's doing at times, except as a defender. I struggle with Isaiah Johnson because I I, I can see why he's so interesting. He's a two sigma athlete, uh, tested as a third best cornerback in this class. Uh, six foot two, two hundred and eight pounds, thirty three inch arms, ran a four four oh forty with a six eight one three cone. I mean, all the tools are there, and I think putting him in the right scheme, and again, I think this is the right scheme for him, and putting him into a roster that's not going to force him to play right away, again, Dallas, I think there's a potential there to get a really, really dynamic cornerback. But that's a lot of risk for where you're going to take him. I mean, honestly, I think 
if you're going to take him in this draft, I think the Cowboys would have to pull the trigger at 58. And that just seems rich for me, doesn't it, for you? Yeah, I mean, I just, like, I, I like him, and I, th- I think there's a chance uh, uh, f- for him to, you know, develop and become uh, a, a, you know, a solid defense. Again, he's all the tools are there. My concern is that, you know, again, that he's not... I don't know if he has the mentality. Yeah, he, he's not Richard right. Sherman, is he? Like, I mean, well, the, like, I, I think no, no. I think I think the comp for him people are using is like Brandon Browner, but I don't think he has that physicality at all, right? He he seems like he's just more. I think he, the, the comp is perfect. He looks like a, a deer out there trying to play cornerback. Right? I, I, it just feels like a, a Brandon Browner to me. Like the reason I don't feel like uh, the reason Brandon Browner's career completely went down after he left Seattle is because they actually started calling defensive packs interference on him and holding, you know, and and like, because that's all that 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 dude could do was basically do that well and hide it. Uh, And he was big, so he could do it against big guys. Uh, You know, I just think that uh, that's not necessarily his game. He's not savvy enough to do that yet, you know, like uh, he, I, I don't know, like maybe it's experience, maybe that's the thing, but like he's not gonna get experience like he needs to play on the like his experience he needs to play a lot like to, to, to kind of get more not you know sort of like Rico but obviously not to the same extent of Rico and the problem here is that how do you play this guy to get better without him being a, a liability for a, a long yeah, period too but that, that's the uh, kind of difficult equation there I had some just comps that I wrote down watching him, and some of these are super high-end, and he'll never reach these, but just kind of like body style. He looks a little bit like Antonio Cromartie like yeah. back in his his uh, heyday. Uh, maybe a more realistic comp is Akello Witherspoon. You remember the Colorado oh, yeah, quarterback yeah, that yeah, came yeah. out a couple years ago? Uh, kind of super skinny but tall and athletic. Um, I, listen, I, I know the Cowboys like – Isaiah Johnson a lot. I heard back in November, I actually remember putting it in one of our group chats that they had a lot of interest there. I think that interest has continued. I know Chris Richard is a big fan of him. I know Rod Nelly is a big fan. Uh, I, I think he's kind of a dark horse guy to consider at 58. I, that feels too rich for me. I, you um, know, but- I, I will say this. If this guy is going to succeed in the NFL – it's gonna, it's gonna be, be in. in it's gonna be in Dallas. Like it's yeah, gonna absolutely. be with Chris Richard, and it's gonna be in this system, and it's and it's that combination that I would trust specifically for this player. So it could be a match made in heaven. Like and and, and again, he has incredible, unreal athleticism. Like so, mm-hmm. if you're able and and the thing the the give people some positive about this is that again, let's go back to what we talked about early on with them. In the things that look rehearsed to him, he looks incredibly explosive and athletic. So maybe the thought right. process is, at some point, he can get that to that level of comfort doing all things on the football field. And at that point, I think he will be an elite cornerback. So there is light, potentially light at the end of the tunnel because he has developed a little bit. But it still feels like he is not a comfortable defender on the football field, uh, in the same way that these guy, other guys who have been playing, you know, defense probably for twenty years, you know, at their position. So, uh, I, I, I think if he has any shot to go anywhere and succeed, it's got to be here. Uh, so there for, is take some heart there for his sake. 
for his sake, I just hope he goes to a team where he's not forced to play right away. Like, he would benefit so much from being in an NFL weight room, getting a little bit stronger, and just working on his technique. I think if he can go to a situation where he basically gets redshirted for a year, I, I just think that his chances of becoming a starting cornerback are so much higher. Um, let's go ahead and talk about a guy that I really like, uh, Lonnie Johnson from Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky had a bunch of defensive backs this year that are probably going to get drafted. Uh, we know the Cowboys have interest in one of the, their other cornerbacks in Chris Westry. Uh, but let's talk about Johnson today. Landon, what did you see in his film? Uh, you know, uh, again, the, the, the thing that was interesting here is that after watching him third is that clearly it felt like he was a, a kind of a, ma- a mashup of Isaiah Johnson and Jawan Williams, where maybe a sl- maybe slightly more athletic uh, uh, than Jawan Williams and maybe slightly more experienced than than Isaiah Johnson. Um, you know, I think I think he he plays a bit high. Doesn't seem extraordinarily flexible. Um, he's not super I, quick. He's not. I, nope. I think I think this is a, a guy who I you know generally just based on what I've seen would trust more in zone. Uh, like so, I think a cover three, cover two situation is good for him, and he maybe even cover one where we're, we're talking about him taking it up the field. Uh, but I, I don't know that like I want to put this guy in a whole bunch of man situations like uh, right away he needs to develop there uh, and I think maybe part of that is that he uh, I, like I said I don't know that he's that flexible so I don't know how agile ultimately he's going to be um, so I, I think for him if he's going to play some man coverage you're going to definitely want him you know lining up on the guy's nose and using I mean he's big he's 6'2", 210 um, you know, I, you, know I, you want him kind of getting physical with the guy, jamming him up at the line of scrimmage, uh, and, and disrupting that that initial uh, route stem, and, and then hope that he can stick with him there. But he's not, um, I, I, you know, he's. I feel like he's he plays the ball well when it's in the air. Um, he's again, there's the, the, there's some of the things that are positive that are more in the kind of Joe Juan Williams positive like I think and then some of his negatives are more of the Isaiah Johnson negatives I don't know that he's a physical player like for a guy that's 6'2 210 he didn't seem overly interested in being uh, 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 you know like involved in tackling or sticking his nose in there he's not a bad but I thought he was good press. I was gonna say he was good impressed though like if you put him sure. at the line of scrimmage likes, I like him I there. think he likes that aspect of it you know I think he likes disrupting routes and but I don't think he's He's trying to fill like an alley, you know, specifically, uh, and, and you know, and, and, and he's also clearly not. Um, his, his tackling technique is not very refined. Like he's not interested in it, no. basically. No. You know, so I, I think you know, like I said, I think he's kind of a mix between those two guys a little bit. I I like him. I, I like. I think I like the Johnsons probably equally. Um, it's interesting, okay. Because I think that because Isaiah does have some. I mean, again, through the eyes of of uh, him of the going to the Cowboys, right? Because I think again, I, I trust that Isaiah, if he's going to meet his potential, 
And, and, and like I said, we've seen a little bit of development there, so I think he can. I think if he's going to meet his potential, it's got to be with the Cowboys. So I, I trust that a little bit more. Um, and I, 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 if I'm choosing between these two guys, I'll take Isaiah's upside because I don't know that Lonnie's, um, I guess, immediate floor is so great that I can't pass – you know, like I'm that's not fair. I'm not putting yeah, yeah, Lonnie Johnson on the field immediately any either really. And anyways, he's I don't know these. I get that. So I'd rather wait uh, on and see what Isaiah Johnson is than wait and see what Lonnie Johnson is uh, for a year from now. Let me make the case for Lonnie because I like him a lot. Okay. Uh, like Isaiah Johnson, he's a fantastic athlete. He tested in the ninety was a ninety third percentile on three sigma athlete. Uh, not not overly quick, and you kind of mentioned that. Uh, he did struggle with the three cone drill. He ran a 701. Uh, not great, but when you combine his height, his weight, his wingspan, uh, and his, his explosiveness in the jumps, he's just a fantastic athlete. Now, where I like him better is I think. I think he's a little bit more technically refined than Isaiah Johnson. Oh, yeah, but definitely. Get, definitely. But I don't think he. I, I'm not sure he has the ceiling, but I, if I'm taking one of these guys to be. What, a number two cornerback. I feel better that Lonnie Johnson can come help me in year one, two, maybe even three. I just feel like Isaiah is so far away from being a starting cornerback that I'm okay taking Lonnie and his athleticism earlier than I would take Isaiah. Well, see, here's the thing. I, I view it this way. Like, okay, Joe Juan is – if I'm taking the guy that – I think that Joe Juan's better than the other two generally, but I, I think if you're taking a guy that you want to maybe play some – now and then with some up, hopefully upside later too that's Joe Williams if you're looking for the up if you're looking for the upside play you've got these two options Isaiah Johnson is probably the guy with the higher ceiling correct like i mean just I like agree. Yep. Uh, and just, obviously you don't find those athletes very often and Lonnie Johnson's the guy with the higher floor right so sure. i i just think that Johnson's floor is not so high that I'm not willing to take the risk at the much higher floor uh, ceiling with Isaiah Johnson if that's the choice I'm being made. I'm not kicking Lonnie out the door by any stretch of the imagination. I just think that that's kind of how I would be making the case in the war room if, if it became between those two guys. So <laughs> this is going to be funny to say, but we, we would feel like at 58, all three of these guys are a little too rich for that pick, right? I wouldn't, but, I wouldn't hate Joe Juan. At 58, oh, I if, if I was I, I wiped out. But, but I, I, again, I, I guess my point is that if we're picking him at 58, that means I'm, I'm not thrilled with, with the well, way the board fell, I guess. Let me, let me be clear. Uh, I would like Joe on better than some of the other names that are currently being sure. mentioned around yeah. the, the Dallas Cowboys right now. Absolutely. Uh, Jalen Ferguson. Um, <laughs> but we kind of feel like it, it's probably a stretch to think that any of these three guys are going to be available at 90, right? It, it just... It seems like with their athleticism and their size and with the NFL needing cornerbacks, it's just unlikely that they get to the bottom of the third round, right? You know, I mean, I just heard somebody say that uh, there's th- that they think there'll only be one wide receiver taken in the first round. So I don't know what's going to happen anymore, man. Like it's very true. It's, you it's, know, it's like a great point. if that happens, there could be huge runs of te- of players, and you know, I just think that. It's difficult to say. I, I I think that there's a possibility that I, I don't I don't think it's outside the possibility that one of these three guys is there at ninety. Um, but then again, we could get to fifty eight, and two of these guys could be gone. You right. know, like I, I have no idea. I think it's really well, tough to tell at this point. We, we we should have talked about this before we started the podcast, but that's okay. Just really quickly, 
kind of with the Cowboys, the way the, way the roster is set up, you have Chidobe who can play on the outside. You have Byron who's a, a free agent after the year. Are we sure that the Cowboys want an outside cornerback or do they want a guy that could maybe do a little bit of both? Or am I completely off base here? You know, I just think that they're evaluating talent and, and guys that can operate in their scheme. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's the same way that they're viewing, like, like you know, I mean, we could have a whole conversation about Juan Thornhill and Darnell Savage, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, uh, to me, like we talked about, like, those guys have value as not just safeties, as, as defensive backs, and if you want to call them nickel backs or if, whatever you want to call that, you know, situation, I, I think that they have interest and value and good defensive backs. I think that they probably have an archetype of a guy that's supposed to be more of an outside outside cornerback and they fit guys into those box. But what's what's interesting is you know, are they fitting these nickelback corners into kind of a safety box it's, now as opposed point. to a cornerback box? So, you know, I think you're seeing more of those players come out because of the way spread that, offenses are Yeah, the blitz, the blitz, the blitz, the blitz, the the nickelback position, the the nickel corner is it's it's become more of a stout position. You know, because it's a lot of times zone based and sometimes these guys are blitzing. You know, it's it's not I mean, you seeing teams now that they're putting safeties kind of lining them up in there and trying to well, blitz this- and do things. It's interesting. It's a little off topic, but can you imagine how good Darren Woodson would be in the NFL oh today? Oh my god, with I, his I, skill set, I, I, and he'll play I, the slot. I still think I still think he can play. I, 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 Darren Woodson <laughs> is still Darren Woodson. I don't know if you do this, but I'm pretty sure Darren Woodson is still my favorite cowboy of all time. Like, I, like he, I loved watching that dude play. And yours is Darren Woodson's, mine's Deion Sanders. Uh, we have a, a different way back of mentality. Yes, no doubt. <laughs> All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. And of course, I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time.